Hey everybody, Ian here to tell you all about the fine shows you could be listening to from the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Let's start it off with the original Stuff and Things, the podcast about everything and nothing at all, starring myself and my good buddy Chewy, where we talk about our friendship, our past, our future, our history, ghosts, clowns, sharks, dolphins, and Stan Lee. That comes out every single Friday. You can also check out Four Color Commentary, where myself, Chewy, Ryan, and Alan talk about comic books. That's right, kids, comic books. Old, new, comic book movies and news, so many comics you can't even handle it all. That comes out every new comic book day, which is Wednesdays for those of you in the know. If you're an old or new comic books fan, this is the podcast for you. And every Saturday, Ryan and I team up for an action-packed blockbuster with Super Action Bros, where we watch movies with explosions and car chases. Strap in, everybody, and get your popcorn ready, because Super Action Bros is coming your way. And finally, the dark and spooky side of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. That's right, boys and girls. Get ready for some scares. It's Eyes in the Dark with Chewy, Evan, and James as they watch classic horror movies and some of those that were made just as a quick cash grab. Well, everybody, that's all the shows of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Odds are you're listening to one right now or I wouldn't even be here. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to subscribe to us and sit back, relax, and enjoy another fine Stuff and Things Network podcast. Welcome to Stuff and Things, the podcast about everything and nothing at all. Ooh. Oh, it's, it's our old pal Chewenstein. <laughs> hey, buddy. Fred. <laughs> yes. And it's me, Count Ian Kula. <laughs> Count Ian Kula? <laughs> yeah. It's like, a, it's like also a brand of... It's also a brand of wine cooler. Ian Coolers. Ian Coolers. I like to drink wine coolers on Halloween. I'm a real party guy. Ian Cooler. For the (laughs) vampire in you. You. (laughs) Um, Hey, everybody. Welcome to Stefan Things. (laughs) Um, This over here, who's writing down the title, is Chewy. And my name is Ian. Uh, Welcome to our Halloween Spooktacular, our fourth annual Halloween Spooktacular. Uh, I'm not sure which one this is. It's Halloween Spooktacular for the Curse of Michael Myers. I don't know <laughs> what it is, um, but we'll probably come up with a better title for it uh, on the actual podcast itself. So welcome to our Halloween. This is our favorite time of year. 
Myers with Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the fourth movie yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, or the final chapter, if we're going to go with Friday the 13th, which, by the way, Chewie, I walked up. Isn't, it fourth, isn't the fourth one the final chapter? No, I, no, I, I know I, it's not, but isn't that yeah, the name of the fourth one? I think so. What's the fourth Nightmare on Elm Street? Is it like Dream Fuckers or some shit? Because I know like the third <laughs> one's like Dream Warriors. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dream fucks. This movie, these movies took a weird turn. I thought it was just Freddy killing people and saying bitch a lot. Um, so welcome to the show. Uh, if this is your first time with us, you are in for a hell of a good time. Uh, that's right. I said hell. Um, because it's Halloween. Uh, and <laughs> if you are returning Sat Cat Spooky, welcome to you. And uh, thank you for listening. Uh, so if you'd like to, you can get in contact with our show. Please don't reach out with any Halloween articles. It's too late for that now. But uh, anything spooky we'd like to well, read. Well, I mean, like, you could. And we could just have, like... And you could. There was late. so much. There was so much <laughs> spookiness. That we couldn't fit it into one episode. Yes, I'm, I'm sure that's exactly how it would go. Um, but you can reach out to us if you'd like. The easiest way to do that is to visit our website, the website of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. So you can do that by going to stuffandthingsnetwork.com, uh, clicking on uh, clicking on the Stuff and Things Show artwork, uh, and you'll be taken to a page where you can uh, actually listen to the show right there on the website. Uh, you, can, uh, you can subscribe to us on social media, uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram. You can do that. Uh, you can also subscribe to us, uh, our actual show, uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can also reach out to Chewie and I individually on social media with our little pictures there. So if you want to tell secrets, spooky Halloween secrets spooky to one of us, you can do that. Uh, if you'd like to do that right now, let's say you have a secret just brewing in your mind, you can reach me, uh, Ian, at, at iRich. That's at I-R-I-T-C-H. And for me, Chewie is going to be at Chupacabra, C-H-E-W-P-A-C-A-B-R-A. You can also email us by hitting the big contact us form uh, on, the, on the button on the website, fill out the form. Uh, you can't hit a big form, but you can hit the button uh, and fill out the form and send us an email we like to see those and we do read them on the show so all of that at stuff and things network.com so why, chewy why didn't i do my intro as a chupacabra i don't know because what do they sound like like <laughs> and then you have to be the goat me <laughs> it's Good the one God. who sucks goats yeah but it doesn't suck the goat's dick like that's what that sounded <laughs> what like. if that's what's okay Chupa, so i <laughs> So I um I started um I, I decided to sign up for Audible again. It sounds like like every other podcast. Let's talk about Audible. I we're swear, not sponsored by we're not, Audible, but I love this to be. Was I love Audible. With my shows. own money. Um, I got um I, I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna do that again. So I um like they were a thing like hey if you come back like you'll get a free book or some shit. So I so I should just spend all my credits, sign up for a new account, use my free book, leave. And this is why we never get subscription yeah, yeah. support from Audible. <laughs> exactly. So I did. Um, so so I downloaded a book um, called Tales of the Cryptids um, by Kelly uh, Milner, and um, it was it is just about like different cryptids and all uh-huh. that sort of stuff. I realized like about a quarter of the way through the book, I forgot when it was, but something came up where it indicated this was a book for children. <laughs> but <laughs> and like at the end it's like thanks for listening to audible kids and i was like oh <laughs> i mean the cover just looks like look the cover's oh, just like look it's just like hey i don't know it looks kind of, kind of childlike <laughs> i mean it's like a circus poster yeah but it's talking about cryptids yeah I know. like it's got a mermaid on it and like you know like like a giant squid and a sasquatch like oh, okay anyway 
Um, I downloaded the Secret History of Twin Peaks and I've been listening to that. It's pretty oh, good. It's nice. it's like audio play acted because there's like different voices in the oh, book yeah. of like yeah. So it's almost like an audio play because so, they have like an FBI agent going over this file and she's writing all her notes on the side and so she she like says them and stuff. And when I'm like and then I bought the book digitally and I was like, oh okay, I'm gonna read it and like it's super hard to read digitally. Yeah. So I was like. All right, I guess I guess David Lynch and Mark Frost are getting more of my money, so I ordered it on Amazon. And I have a physical copy sitting right there. It's in the, it's in my closet. You can't see it. You can you, we can see it. I can see it. I'm looking right at it. It's the Green nice. Book. I'll show it to you. It's pretty wacky. Anyway, um, um, it's so pretty good it, too. It bugged me. So though. Audible.com, so this was, unofficial official no. unofficial sponsor. This was um, it was narrated by some guy Ed Sala, and um, the way he narrated, oh man, I was like captivated no (laughs) he was just like cryptid what does that mean it's meant for children cryptids are but just like his voice is like this is my voice (laughs) i sound like this i've listened to a lot of weird books before that have been narrated strangely like my favorite is when he did a lot of this too he's like blah 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 my favorite is when they're narrated by the author. That makes me the happiest. Like especially like if I'm buying like like the ones, the three that I come to mind that I bought that are by the author. I bought books by Patton Oswalt. Yeah. Um that are that are narrated Nick by Offerman. him. Nick Offerman and Aziz Ansari's uh, oh, nice. modern modern romance book. Super good. And oh, it's, I he hope, reads it. You know what I should do? I should see if Zach Bagan's book is on there and if he narrates oh, it. Oh man, that would be incredible. My first encounter with a ghost. It pro- oh my god, that wow. would be incredible. Um no, but this guy did a lot of this move. Like I, I don't know what you would call it. Like uh, I I don't know. He he'd do like a lot of this movie. Like, and Ian was wearing a red shirt. Oh, he breathed into the mic. Like he'd be like, Ian was wearing a red shirt. It said something about Star Wars, and Star Wars. He sounds like a, a bad Richard movie. Dreyfus impression. That's what it sounds yeah, like you're like, doing that's, right now. But it, he did this thing where he did this like weird like nasal exhalation. Like, yeah. Like at the end of everything, <laughs> and I was like, okay, double speed. <laughs> um, but he, I, I bring it up because he talked about. I I got stoked because he was like. Um, they, they got to a different section like they did like sea monsters and they did like you know this and then they got to like other stuff yeah and yeah. he got to the chupacabra yeah and i got stoked when i started hearing it because I, I i hear it you know syllable by syllable i'm like chew i was like oh, chupacabra and he's like pa all right i'm stoked for this ka here it comes brus chupacabras chupacabras you mean chupacabras as in plural? No, he's like chupacabras. But then I was like, he's like. That sounds like the Latin name pe- for it. People have seen the chupacabras. And I'm what? like. She said she saw a chupacabras. What? And I'm like, I was like, no. 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 Chupacabra. <laughs> One. And anyway, so and that's where it was like, he's like, you know, literally translated to sucker of goats. What if that's what the so chupacabra hot. was, though? Like, <laughs> like just straight up. Just go. Meh. Meh. <laughs> oh my god he's just a goat sucker that's all he is oh, what if like okay let's like, take him too dirty what if he just like sucked on you like, <laughs> like didn't bite you and drink your just blood just like like hickey like, like this like yeah just kind of like hickey status yeah like i just gave myself a hickey 
<laughs> Ooh, the sucker of goats. Um, <laughs> what if, dude, like, okay, because you've seen, like, what the Chupacabra supposedly looks like, and it's changed yeah. over time. Yeah. But the initial thing is he looks like a little alien guy, right? <laughs> That's not what I've seen. I've seen he looks like a dog, like a dog with, like, a... You haven't seen the, uh, like, original? No. Oh, just look up Chupacabra. All right, I'll do it right now. Spelled the correct way, not the way that I spell it. But anyway, so he looks like a little alien dude with like little spines. It, for those of you who aren't familiar for some reason with Chupacabra, in case you're not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I have seen this. Um, you know, he's this little creature. It's like kind of reptilian, maybe alien-like. More recently, they say he looks kind of like a dog type of creature or whatever. Um, they call him Chupacabra because basically what that is is um, like the ranchers in like Latin America and stuff would find their goats and stuff dead. And they have these puncture marks like around their neck or something like that. It's like a goat vampire. And it looks like they've been drained from blood. And also other like livestock and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the goat sucker, uh, chupacabra. <laughs> That's so dirty every but, time you say it. Uh, the goat the sucker. sucker. Yeah, fucking goat sucker. <laughs> what? The uh, racial slur? Goat suckers and throat fuckers, man. Oh, God. <laughs> but like... Uh, throat fuckers. They, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what if, what if like... What if what happens is like the chupacabra is like, hey, 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 guy, listen, my ride broke down. I I just need some gas. Can I like, I don't have any money. Can I, can I just like suck your goat dick real quick <laughs> and just get me some gas or some money for gas or something? They're like, no, fuck you. Ew. What the fuck are you? Well, I don't you. know what the fuck you are. You're not from this planet. It's gross. Get away from me. And then they say something like, get out of here, you goat sucker. It sounds like a racial slur. And then Chupacabra's like, oh, fuck you. I'll show you a goat sucker. And then he goes and he sucks their blood. Like, what if that's how it goes down? And here we are villainizing him when really he's just, he's just a victim. <laughs> Chewy, the bleeding heart for the Chupacabra. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> he's just a monster of our own devices. We made him. Um, we created him. <laughs> It's funny you mentioned monsters. In and... the eyes of <laughs> Donate to the... <laughs> so it's funny you mentioned monsters. Like, I, I feel like it's, it's funny you mentioned the Chupacabra, too, because we normally talk about, like, ghosts and yeah. stuff like that on the show. We don't really give other stuff a lot of credence. Like, we don't, we don't talk yeah. a lot about, like, you know, cryptids as much or other things. I have an article that I found that I think is pretty spot on to something we should be talking about but we don't and, it, and it's kind of spooky it fits in the spook it's, it's the okay. one quote-unquote monster that okay. no one seems to really talk about this time of year but it's okay. in my mind could be a monster like when you say could be a monster you mean like legitimately could exist yeah oh yeah oh, okay. it definitely exists but we don't normally think of them as monsters we normally classify them into a different realm of quote-unquote fantasy okay um which is not horror but they can be horrific, as we've seen in a couple movies. <clears throat> this is from The Telegraph. This is a legitimate newspaper. Okay. Uh, this is a story out of France. Um, <laughs> the title of the article is, No UFOs Allowed. French Mayor Refuses to Overturn Town's Bizarre Extraterrestrial Ban. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... Let's read about this. All right. All right. Let's hear it. The French it town. As, oh, any, God. Any quotes from French people do a French accent, by the way. Uh, the French town of Chanteneuf du Pape. 
Chantant Nurf du Pap. Chant, I'm guessing that's what it is. Chant, Chant, Nurf du Papa. Chant, Nurf Papa. Is best known for its superlative red wine, but it sounds like the locals might be having, have been enjoying the fruits of their labors a little too much. Oh, oh, it's one of those articles. Like, yep. hey, people are crazy. They believe in aliens. For the last 62 years, a law has prohibited the, quote, flying over, landing, uh, landing or taking off of flying saucers in the area. <laughs> and the mayor of the town has refused to overturn it. Okay. Former mayor Lucien Janou issued the ban, which reads, <clears throat> I'll read this. I'll read this in a, uh, a French accent, even though I should have done the other one. Any aircraft uh, known as flying saucer or flying cigar? <laughs> What's a flying cigar? You never heard of flying cigar? No, it's supposed to be like a, just a long dick it's shape. Like, it's like a, just a fuselage, and all that's right. it. Like right. no things. So like, no rocket ships some at all. The, well, I mean, like that's kind of like a fuselage. Like it's. I'm not talking about a, a sp- no, I'm not talking about a space shuttle. I mean a rocket. Yeah. So, like, if we launched a man in a rocket over this town into France, they'd be like, "Ooh, yeah, he broke the law." Well, it'd be, but he said, it, "Goddamn uh, Americans breaking the law, putting their fucking flying cigars over our town." <laughs> Just go over there, <laughs> chuck a bunch of They're cigars, throwing wine bottles at it. <laughs> I want to just run up to the border of that town (laughs) with a handful of Cuban cigars since the embargo (laughs) has been lifted and just chuck them and be like, fucking America, and then just run, and they just rain down. USA! USA! (laughs) And then I realized, oh, shit. So children can't set off toy rockets above it. Oh, but it says UFOs, right? Well, it says flying. No, it says... Flying over, t- landing, or taking off of flying saucers. And this says, any aircraft known as a flying saucer or flying cigar, which could land on the territory of the community, will be immediately held in custody. Oh. So they're going to, like, okay. ar- <laughs> can hey, you imagine? wine bottles. Holy shit. Can you imagine, like, a cops for this? Like, and they're like, oh, man. Like, 90 episodes of it is, like, just waiting for one of them to land so we can arrest them. And then one time it happens and they fucking arrest the aliens. <laughs> We fucking got you. Get back here. Get back. We have a we have ten twenty eight. We have a green man on the loose. He's running through the town. He's running through the town square. Get back here, you. F- Get back here, you fucking greenback. <laughs> and they're like, and he's like, oh <laughs> yeah, with his like long arms. Bad boys, what you want? What you gonna do? You know, I was I was watching. I, I was I was at in front of a TV a couple yeah. weeks ago. And I was watching cops, and I forgot how fascinating cops is. Yeah. Oh, dude. I have seen like Especially the, now in the country we live in and I'm not trying to get too political, but the way yeah. that police officers are treating people now, yeah. like how did I think like, oh yeah, this is okay back then? Like yeah. I saw one guy that was fairly new, was the guy was on bath salts, he was entirely naked, but he was like totally aware, like, yes, what I'm doing is wrong. I'm on bath salts. Yeah. I'm trying to get off. Yeah. But I, but I did him. But My, I did where, it. Where are your clothes? They're like two blocks over at the church, in front of the church. I left him there. <laughs> I got naked for Jesus. <laughs> But yeah, UFO cops would be fucking oh, incredible. Man, that'd be like, I mean, there'd be a lot of episodes just waiting around. <laughs> well, that that would lead to a lot of controversies simply because, like, eventually when they get one, because they will get one. Yeah. Okay. They will get one. That uh, like eventually there'll be something like, oh well, you violated their their intergalactic rights, and it's like, yeah. well, this is this is French soil, and we have French. The French law here says. <laughs> Beat people that are green, <laughs> and then D- they're like, D- hey, D- "Hey, hey, my space lawyer, <laughs> he's coming <laughs> over space here." Lawyer. Yeah, the aliens have space lawyers. I'm sure they do. Um, 
So no police in this con- in this constituency have ever had to arrest any aliens. So I guess that's why they haven't been offering them a TV show. Well, it's because they can't get them to land. <laughs> they just fly get over. Here. <laughs> they throw their wine bottles and they're like, all right. Well, I mean, they about. have to commit the crime before you can arrest yeah. them for it. I mean, well, I mean, I guess they can they can arrest you on suspicion well, of something. By f- or By like, flying by over the airspace. Though, you plan to fucking <laughs> land here. No, like. They are not allowed to fly over the airspace right, too, right? right. And yes, they did, correct. but they just couldn't get caught because we don't have unless like they literally have these like these these like alien police, yeah, that are just like in like little propeller like single person planes yeah. flying around just in case, yeah, just constantly. You just constantly have little propeller propeller planes flying around looking for spaceships, <laughs> um. So, Drinking wine. Um, so yeah, no police officers have ever at the constituency have ever had to arrest any aliens, but that does not mean that the current mayor, Claude Avril, will drop the law anytime soon. All right, here we go. French accent. All right. <clears throat> I'm not going to touch the ban, Avril told French Blue this week. It spices things up a bit. No. It creates a... Har- <laughs> It creates a harmless kind of buzz, sp- and no one is getting tricked. It's sp- it creates... A- Let, let's break this down. Yeah. It spices things up. It spices all, things up a all bit. Right. On that statement. Wouldn't it spice it up more if you were like, all UFOs can land here? N- well, yeah. I mean, like, you could do that, but like. You want to, you want to, like, you know, rival Roswell? Then you open so many stores, they're sh- selling alien trinkets, shilling these things out to people. I'm saying, like, the, the spice. I think he's talking about the spiciness that we have an alien law in the books. Oh, saying, okay. like, well, like, I think that's fair. You know, like, I think what they don't want is to say, let aliens land here. What they're saying is, get rid of that law. Let's just remove it. From it the creates book. a harmless kind of buzz, and no one is getting tricked. Yeah getting tricked yeah what he's saying is like there it's not saying like like we have aliens or something like that they're like come here you'll see aliens he's just saying look hey. at the greenbacks yeah <laughs> look at those fucking greenbacks <laughs> that's gonna be it we're gonna be like the first ones to come up with a racial slur <laughs> a special slur for aliens oh my god you know there's not enough of those there's not enough speciesism where we're like, we don't have any slang terms for gorillas or, you know, lions or anything. We don't like put them down enough. We just call them animals. Yeah, we and we're in wonder by them. Yeah, but we're not. We can't look at each other and be like, your skin is different. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow, have a nice day. Yeah, like, oh shit, look at that. It's oh all wow, you're different. Oh wow, oh my god, you don't have a penis. You have a a, a different organ. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I organ. still respect you as a you know, as a human being. No, it's, it's like, like oh, you're shit. different. But I love this lion. Like, I can't just He's be, so majestic. I can't just be like, oh shit, look at that. Your dick's weird. Neat. <laughs> Take a little picture. I'm like, all right. Have on, a good day. On we go. On to the next one. Because um, here's the thing. You know why I couldn't do that, right? I couldn't do that because that'd be like sexual harassment if I took a picture of your dick, right? Yes. Because the assumption is I'm going to go and do something sexual with that photo. But then again, who's to say people taking pictures of these tigers and giraffes and elephants aren't doing something sexual sexual with those? Sexual. <laughs> They're doing something fucking sexual. Um, it's sick. So sick sexual. The night so this law, by the way, go back to the law. I'm just <laughs> touching themselves to oh, the giraffes. Jesus. Um, the 1954 law. That one giraffe who deep throats the uh, <laughs> the fence post. You remember that? Yes. <laughs> 
1954 law was established after a man in northern France said he had seen two figures that looked like, quote, deep space divers emerging from, quote, a cigar-shaped spaceship. See, that's where the cigar shape is. Well, that yeah. one guy saw it, so they must all be like that. But don't make yourself a tinfoil hat just yet. Lucien Jean's son, Ali Jean, has dismissed his father's decree as, quote, a publicity stunt, telling reporters, quote, at, at the time, people were talking a lot about extraterrestrials and the unknown. It was in fashion, or in vogue, as they would say. Oh. Um, <laughs> and there were loads of stories circulating. He wanted to make a bit of an advertisement for Chateauneuf. It was an excellent publicity stunt and free. <laughs> Journalists flocked to Chateauneuf de Pape from all over the world, and, pre- and predictably, the public couldn't get enough of the story. History, as ever, is repeating itself. We, we should do this and be like... Um Whenever we want like a law pass or like or like be like make this new law in the book and people are like well no we can't do this You'd be like it's free uh, so this article do it this article nicely enough decides to add seven other crazy French laws would you like me to read them off to you sure number one it's illegal to it's illegal to name your pig Napoleon oh sounds like, that sounds like an old old rule in the yeah. books drinking alcohol at work is forbidden unless it's wine cider or beer so okay. no hard liquor okay. Unlimited self-serve ketchup is banned in school cafeterias. Oh. What fucker took advantage of that? No, I don't think it's more of what fucker took advantage of that. It's like, oh, no. Look at the Americans. (laughs) It's illegal to kiss through the window of a train while it's on a platform. Okay. No romance. Once you're on that train, you are separated. Yeah, that's done. (laughs) Um, Romance done. Excessive smoking or playing too much football can be grounds for divorce. Okay. Now, hold on here. Uh, Football, they mean soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excessive smoking. I, I don't know about you, but like, isn't one of the stereotypes that they're all Maria? I am on fire. <laughs> You're excessively smoking. Here's a divorce paper. <laughs> no, they didn't mean like that. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, my like, skin, it is charred. Isn't like the stereotype that like they smoke a lot? French people smoke uh, a lot. Yes. So it's like, the, what then is excessive? I don't know. That's up to them. That's up to the courts to decide. Also, France is a footballing nation, and like that's all they do. Like, what becomes excessive? It's kind of like saying like, oh, in America, excessive sitting is grounds for divorce. It's like, well, hold on, we're Americans. Oh my god, we sit a lot. This next law is incredible. Okay. You can marry a dead person, but you have to get the president's permission. Oh, shit. <laughs> I would like to marry uh, my... my <laughs> I'd like to marry my uh, girlfriend. She uh, was... Uh, Not even. I want to marry a famous person. Uh, they were never married. I want to marry uh, Jim Morrison. <laughs> um, and also... I, th- I think that's just like the president's way of being like... Are you just, fucking I, kidding me? I, think I cannot... I, Go to France. I think that's just like the president's way of being like, all right, I want to see this fu- these fucking weirdos. <laughs> so just make them come to me. I'm still going to tell them fucking no, but I, I just I want to see what they look like. Finally, swimming trunks and board shorts are banned in public pools. Speedos only, please. Woo. Woo. Oh, man, I would do it. <laughs> everyone else, But everyone else would be, too. That's the thing. There'd be some fat, like some fat dude walking around in a speedo, yes. and then I'd be like, "Oh, at least I'm not that guy." <laughs> there you go. See, it all works out. It's true. It's true. They'd be making more of a spectacle of themselves than I would be of myself. It's true. <laughs> um. So yeah, that is that is the the crazy town in France that is banning all alien landings. 
Please yeah. don't go there. Don't show them your patronage. <laughs> Roswell for life. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, it's funny that you, you said like, yeah, we don't typically talk about like, you know, these types of uh, quote unquote monsters. We uh, someday the aliens are going to hear these podcasts and be like, <laughs> sure you called us monsters. We are not monsters. We are not monsters. We are people too. We are part of the Toon Squad. <laughs> We beat your basketball. <laughs> um, uh, they were aliens, though. Yeah. So I'd be like, bullshit. You watch Space Jam or you just look at some promotional photos? Yeah. I, we visited the original 1996 website. Did you know it's still active? <laughs> it's still there if you go to. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's a true fact. Yeah, it is I still know. active. Is it .com? I think it's. I'm going to look it up right now. Spacejam.com? Space, no, I'm going to Spacejam.com. Is it space Space Jam original Space Jam website. Let's see it. What is it? What is it? Space Jam website. Let's see if it's still there. Yep. Warnerbrothers.com slash archive slash space jam slash movie slash jam dot html. <laughs> <laughs> slash jam. Yeah. Oh god. It still it still looks the exact same. Planet B ball. Lunar Tunes, Jump Station. They even have a link to the Warner Brothers Studio Store. That doesn't even exist anymore. Stellar Souvenirs, Junior Jam, The Lineup, Press Box Shuttle, Jam Central. Let's go to The Lineup. Oh, look. It looks like a 1996 website. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And you can click on the images. Yep. There they are. The Nerd Lux. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Look at this. There's our proof oh, for the aliens. Man. There it is. We've, we've and also the movie's them. called Space Jam. Yeah. They should know better. Yeah. Anyway. So really, Space Jam is the movie that started the anti-alien oh, movement. Click on any of these images to see a large size version. This is a large size version of that picture. Oh, that's still very small. Yes. But yeah, Space Jam is going to... new tab and see how big it is. Yeah. Oh, no, it won't let me do it. Space Jam is going to be to blame for all the people that are specious against aliens because it's going to be like, well, that movie made it okay to call them monsters. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, from when we we taught our children with that movie. <laughs> um, so, but I, I want to go back to kind of more what we typically do is uh, talk about, especially around this time, and that's ghosts. Oh, uh, shit. Ian. We have a list. Yes, we do. This list of the 50 most haunted places in all 50 states. By state, yes. By state. And last time we left off on, uh, we had finished up with, was it, uh, it was Kentucky. Yes. Um, so so now have, the rest of the alphabet. The rest of the alphabet here for you. Here we here go. We go. <laughs> all right. We got St. Francisville, Louisiana. The Myrtle's Plantation. Oh, yeah. The Myrtle Plantation yep. is super fucking haunted. The ghost of a young girl was captured on camera by uh, at the haunted Myrtle's Plantation in rural Louisiana. Um, but she's not the only specter roaming the property. Others have seen a ghost that, of a slave named Chloe who was apparently murdered on the grounds. Myrtle's is uh, now a bed and breakfast. So if you feel like uh, looking for Chloe yourself. Be our guest. Ooh. Yeah, you can just book. Would you Would you go to a plantation? Yeah. Like a haunted plantation like yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Would you stay the night? Uh, I don't know about that. Oof. By the way, spoiler alert, we didn't enter the contest. <laughs> we yeah. forgot. I forgot all about it, actually. I forgot to enter that. <laughs> so, 
will not be sleeping at Dracula's I castle. Asked, I asked my mom though after we recorded that night. Mm-hmm. Um, I told her about the, uh, the the contest, and I was like, "If I entered that and I won, would you go with me?" Like, would you go with me? She's like, I don't know. Uh, she's like, I think you're going to be on your own with that one. We, we had like a f- good five minute discussion about it where I was yeah. trying to sell her on it. And she's like, nah, she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to get a new suck bud. Dude. Understandable. She's, she's, my mom's happy with her current suck bud. Um, I call him dad. <laughs> yeah, I call him dad. <laughs> um. Can bunk can a bunk port main uh, Captain Lord Mansion? Ooh, that's like, that's fucking awesome already. Um, Captain Nathaniel Lord built uh, this house in eighteen eighty <laughs> in eighteen twelve. Uh, unfortunately, he died before he could move in. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Luckily, his great 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 granddaughter, a musician, <laughs> Lord, <laughs> gonna move into my grandpa's main haunted house. house. It's gonna be scary inside. Or I could do the <laughs> South Park version, which is I am Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I am Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the home was then used <laughs> as a um, convalescent uh, home for elderly women before its conversion into a bed and breakfast in 1972. One woman never left, however. Ghosts report late night sightings of an elderly woman dressed in a nightgown wandering Ooh. the halls. Um, Sharpsburg, Maryland. Ooh. The Antietam battlefield. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Antietam was the bloodiest day in American uh, military history with over 22,000 casualties perishing in the Civil War battle. Uh, visitors may report, uh, visitors today report strange activity, including the ghostly sounds of a battle along Bloody Lane, a site where more than 5,000 soldiers lost their lives. Jeez. Fall River, Massachusetts. You know it, Ian. What is it? I don't know. What is that's it? right. It's the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast. <laughs> okay. oh, that's right. Lizzie Borden may have uh, been tried and acquitted uh, of the 1892 axe murders of her father and stepmother, but that doesn't mean that the scene of the crime is free of the restless energy. Now a bed and breakfast, guests have reported strange activity, including the sensation that they aren't alone. Uh, I mean, people were still murdered in that house, regardless of whether she did it. Or oh not. yeah, you, you saw those photos. Oh yeah, it's hardcore. Yeah, man. Yeah. Would you stay? Would you stay the night there? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay, here's a question that I have for you: Would you stay the night in a place that isn't reported to be haunted, but where you knew there was a murder committed? Oh God, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. So it's not about the possibility of this being is haunted. The, this is this is the thing that bothers that that I think of every time I go into any hotel room ever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's here's another question. What if it was a place that was reportedly haunted, but like it's it has immaculate like records being like kept on it? Yeah. And there's never been a death inside the the house, like not even natural, but it's reportedly haunted. Would you stay in that one? Uh, I mean, more, I guess you give, so. You give more thought to this one. So it's interesting. It's it's not so much based on whether it's haunted or not, but more if someone died there. I mean, haunted is already scary, too. But if you were to tell me this, this place isn't haunted, but somebody was brutally murdered here, and you have to sleep in the room where they were brutally murdered, yeah. then I'd probably be pretty afraid. But if you were to say, like, hey, like, you know... 
we had a very peaceful like pa- like somebody passed away in the house. It was very peaceful. Mm. There's been no haunting activity. But it what was, if they're like they're brutally murdered, but there's no haunting activity? Yeah, no, I, I, that no? weirds me out. Yeah, is it that you think the killer might come back? No, it's just that I it just it irks me out. Like, oh, something so fucking dark and tragic happened there. Yeah, but. I mean, but that would be like the haunted aspect of it. I mean, like where my grandparents live. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is going to sound really dark. <clears throat> like when my grandpa recently passed away, mm-hmm. he was in um, he was in their living room. Yeah, that's where they'd set like a bed up, a hospice bed for him, where his chair normally was. Mm-hmm. And I assume, since he didn't get out of the bed, mm-hmm. that's where he passed away. At. Mm-hmm. My grandma has now placed his old chair there. And every time I go to their house now, I sit there. Yeah. So I sit on the spot where my grandfather left this world. Yeah. It's weird, right? Yeah. Ugh, that's like, 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 I'm not like saying like, like, I'm not saying like, oh, dead guy was here. It's more like, it's yeah. more like, whoa, that's kind of trippy. Like, yeah. think about it. Like, whoa, that's weird. Yeah. But now you tell me, sleep there. I'd be like, I, I, honestly, I don't know if I could even sleep at my grandparents' house anymore. It kind of weirds me out. And yeah, and that's like my, my grandma, um, the one that with all the ghostly activities. Yeah, yeah. Um, at her apartment that she was living at so like she's currently living with my parents before that she was on her own in this like apartment that was like just a few blocks away yeah actually from where my parents live so mm-hmm. it's kind of cool mm-hmm. um but before that she was living in um like a little apartment complex that's actually near where we work um and um like I remember when she moved in and stuff like that, we found out that I guess like it was two brothers that had lived in that apartment. Mm-hmm. They were older also, but one of them had died Oh, in that apartment. Oh. And that's why like the other guy moved out. Cause he was just like, he, you know, he was just on his own. So I think he might've gone back with his family or something like that. Gotcha. Like, but like, I remember being like that, that like weirds me out. You know, my, I talked to my aunt, um, from New York, Mm. um, and she's like, there's no way I would have lived in that house, you know, (laughs) or like earned that apartment. You know, I like, that was a time in my life too, where like me and my brother would like almost every weekend, like spend a night at like my grandparents, like Uh either at hers or at my other grandma's house. Um, so we were there like a lot, and I, like I never like had anything weird had happen. Anything weird happen. Mm-hmm. She claims there was weird stuff that happened, but um, but yeah. So it was just like, yeah, I didn't think about that, and I was like a lot younger. I was like, whoa, there's a dead guy here. <laughs> Fucking awesome, right? Now, um, all right, Detroit, Michigan, Masonic Temple, Ooh. now a concert venue. Uh, Detroit's Masonic Temple is supposedly honeycombed with hidden passageways. The, it's uh, also the home of the ghost of its builder, George D. Mason, um, who went bankrupt from the construction costs and then leapt off the temple's roof Ooh. after his wife left him. Jeez. St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, whoa. Four Paul's Restaurant. Uh, but that's like F O R E P A U G H. Mm-hmm. Four Paws Restaurant. This upscale restaurant was once home to businessman Joseph Fourpaw, who shot himself inside the house in 1892 after his affair with one of his maids was revealed. The restaurant's staff and patrons have reported seeing the spectral figures of Joseph and his mistress walking throughout the house. Um, all right. We got. 
this is a word that I'm not going to say. I'm not going to be able to say. Uh, Pascagoula, Mississippi. Okay. Longfellow Place. The ghost of a slave who was beaten to death on the property said, is said to haunt this uh, dilapidated mansion in Pascagoula, Mississippi. Visitors have reported strange noises coming from the upstairs of the house, and the angry spirit has also slapped one employee and pushed another. <laughs> Got slapped by a ghost. Ghost slap. Ghost slap. I'm gonna ghost slap you. <laughs> that sounds like a like a ghost based superhero's power to ghost slap someone. <laughs> ghost based superhero. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Um, I I agree. I agree. <laughs> I think that I just I, I you always hear about ghosts pushing people or tugging at them. But you never hear someone I got slapped in the face by a ghost, uh, or like scratching. You yeah, hear yeah, that scratching yeah, yeah, totally. Like that. Totally. Um, all right. So next one is St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, Lemp Family Mansion. Mm-hmm. I actually want to go to the Lemp Brewing Company. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I've ever since I saw and like heard about it, I wanted to go there. Um, I don't think like it doesn't operate anymore. I think like the building that it is is like now like a restaurant or oh, something yeah. like that. But um, the like Lent Mansion and stuff like that is um, you should look into that. Mm. Um, the Lent family uh, suffered tragedy after tragedy. By 1950, four of the family's descendants had committed suicide, with three of the self-inflicted deaths occurring. In the family St. Louis, uh, St. Louis manch- mansion, now a restaurant and inn, guests have re- uh, guests report eerie midnight encounters with the spirits of the Lemp family, troubled even in death. Uh, Deer Lodge, Montana, the old Montana Territorial Prison. Oh. Um, at this ruined uh, old state prison in Deer Lodge, Montana, visitors have reported terrifying paranormal activity, including sensation of being choked by some unseen force. Shit. In the former site of the prim- of the women's prison, uh, people have been pushed down the corridors, overwhelmed by feelings of dread and anxiety, and emerged with scratches covering their bodies. Shit. Nebraska City. Nebraska. Seven Sisters Road. That just sounds. Oh, that just sounds like. Yeah, that sounds like you're asking for it. It Sounds (laughs) like kind of like witch stuff. Oh god, I I don't know. The legend of the Seven Sisters is well known in Nebraska City. The story goes that a man hung each of his seven daughters, or in some accounts, sisters, on the trees that lined this dirt road. Commuters today claim to hear sounds of female screams and have had their cars break down unexpectedly. Jeez. It's fucking creepy. <laughs> like, that's just like a weird fucking visual. Yeah, right? that's terrifying. Like, just like the fog. And you <laughs> see seven silhouettes oh, hanging in there. And then your car breaks down, Ian. <sighs> Turn upon Nevada, the Mitzpah Hotel. The lady in red haunts the Mizpah Hotel in Tonopah, Nevada. She is said to be the ghost of a prostitute who frequented the hotel during its red light days and was beaten to death by her ex-boyfriend or husband. Today, she haunts the halls. Terrifying guess. The good thing about that one <laughs> Getting is... Getting her revenge on all yeah, men. You can um, haunt... Hashtag haunt all men. <laughs> um, 
You can like that one. I think they did on uh, Ghost Adventures and stuff. So some oh, yeah. of these places you can they, go to. Like you, well, like, I imagine you can go to all. Oh, these yeah, places. Yeah, you can go <laughs> to these places. But a couple of these have been on Ghost Adventures. Yeah, so yeah. if there's one that sounded interesting, take a look. And like the Lemp uh, Mansion was uh-huh. was on there as well. Um, <clears throat> Dover, New Hampshire, uh, Pine Hill Cemetery. One of the country's oldest cemeteries, Pine Hill in New Hampshire, is the resting place of Abel Blood. What a fucking name. Oh, shit. Abel Blood, whose tombstone bears a hand pointing to heaven. Visitors have reported that the hand glows at night, and instead of the finger pointing above to heaven, it points below to hell. Oh, shit. You imagine if you're like there, like if that's the thing you'd seen all the time, and then one time you're walking by, and then you're like, "What the fuck? It's pointing down." But also, it's glowing. It's glowing. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <clears throat> all right, West Milford, New Jersey, Clinton Road, dubbed the most haunted road in America, Clinton Road in West Milford, New Jersey, has been terrifying commuters for decades. Phantom headlights, Satan worshippers, and ghosts of animals from a ruined zoo have all been reported on Clinton Road. Shit. Most terrifying, however, is the spirit of a boy who drowned in a nearby Clinton Brook. It's said if you toss a coin into the brook, he'll toss it back up at you. Oh, fuck. How fucked up would that be, dude? If you're <laughs> like, oh, ha, ha. <clears throat> you just toss it in and turn around and hit quarter beams in the back of the head. I feel like if I lived there, I would hide out in the trees with a bag full of quarters <laughs> and just wait for people. That's probably, you're probably not the only guy with that idea. All right. What do we have here? We got Albuquerque, New Mexico, the Kimo Theater, K-I-M-O Theater. The ghost of another young boy named Bobby Darnell uh, reportedly haunts the Kimo Theater. He, he died when a boiler exploded on site. The casting crew claim Bobby will pull a variety of tricks to sabotage their performances. They have taken to leaving donuts to appease him before shows. <clears throat> Take these donuts. Leave us alone. I hate donuts. Why do they keep doing this? <laughs> I'm, I'm a fat ghost. <laughs> he don't lose weight. Give me some carrot sticks. Bobby, why are you a bitch ghost? <laughs> I'm sad inside. I'm sad inside. I don't understand. There's this ghost chick. She <laughs> called me fat. She called me fat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. So tired. All the time. <laughs> I guess I'll have a donut to build up my strength. <laughs> oh, sprinkles. <laughs> Oh, God. Bobby. Oh, shit. Bobby, the bitch ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Oneida, New York. Farnham Mansion. This beautiful 19th century mansion in Oneida, New York, provides that look. uh, I'm sorry. Proves that looks can be deceiving. The paranormal activity was so intense that the owners contacted paranormal uh, researchers known as the Shadow Chasers. Inside the house. <laughs> it's a pretty uh, badass name, but they better live up to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you see a shadow person, you better not fucking run. Yeah, you better be like, I'm getting that guy. Uh, go fucking get him. 
inside the house. They heard disembodied voices um, and unexplained footsteps and encountered a shadowy figure. Um, Asheville, North Carolina, the Baltimore estate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Biltmore estate. The Biltmore estate. Uh, this uh, the gigantic 250-room Biltmore Estate near Asheville, North Carolina, is one of the most famous and frequently visited homes in the United States. Visitors have reported hearing sounds of George Vanderbilt uh, and his wife taking, or I'm sorry, talking quietly in the library, uh, despite the fact that George died of appendicitis in 1914. Uh, Others have caught sight of a headless cat roaming the property and the echoes of conversation in an empty indoor swimming pool. <sighs> Fargo, North Dakota. The Children's Museum at Yunker Farm. The Children's Museum is housed in a haunted farmhouse from 1876. You know, for the kids. <laughs> The ghost of Elizabeth Junker, uh, for which the house is named, has been seen upstairs, and the museum's elevator operates on its own. Visitors have also seen a ghost of a young boy standing by the well in which he apparently drowned. Ugh. All right. For kids. <laughs> you know, for kids. You know, children's Museum, where the little boy drowned. <laughs> children seem to love it. Though. That's why that children, boy drowned. He yeah, loved it so he much he never wanted so to leave. Much. He loved it so much he didn't want to <laughs> he leave. He never wanted to leave. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Athens, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Already, like, terrifying. <laughs> if you know anything about, like, ghost stuff, Athens, Ohio is considered one of the most haunted cities yeah. in the world. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know what the fuck it is about Athens. But there it is. They got some shit. <laughs> Athens Mental Hospital. Ooh. Notorious for its brutal medicine. Uh, let me start over. Notorious for its brutal med- medical procedures. This decaying mental hospital is teeming with paranormal activity. <laughs> One per- just absolutely it's teeming. <laughs> teeming. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> bubbling. <clears throat> One particularly haunting story tells of a patient. Who mm-hmm. literally became lost inside the maze-like hospital. Jesus. Her naked body was found a year later with her clothes folded neatly beside her. Oh, yeah. I heard about this. Yep. Visitors today say you can still see the stain of her body on the floor. Yeah. To Ghost Adventures co- definitely went there. <laughs> to add color to that, that stain has been tried to be cleaned in any number of ways, covered up, like like anything and it just doesn't go away. Yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, St. Vincent's home. Paranormal investigator uh, visited St. Vincent's home in Oklahoma City and recorded what he believes is a voice repeatedly saying, Don't ignore me. In the audio file. Billy's at you. <laughs> don't, ignore me, don't ignore me. Don't ignore me. Bobby. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm at Bobby. Yeah. Bobby, is that you? <laughs> I just want some carrot sticks. God damn. <laughs> Give me the fucking sticks. Give me fucking sticks and try to get healthy here. Okay, you don't want to understand. I'm trying to get healthy. Get it through your skull. <laughs> In the recorded audio file, it sounds like the voice is no further than three feet away from the recorder, though the researcher claims he was more than 15 feet away from his colleagues at the time. Jesus. 
Portland, Oregon, Pittock Mansion. Henry and Georgina Pittock uh, built their dream home in Portland, but sadly passed away just a few years after moving in. Visitors claim they still haunt the mansion, with Henry's picture constantly moving places on the walls uh, and the smell of roses, Georgina's or Georgina's uh, favorite flower, wafting through the rooms despite there being no flowers present. <clears throat> Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I get the peas now. Eastern State Penitentiary. When Eastern State Penitentiary was built, it was only meant to hold 250 prisoners. I just want to make that clear. Not 250 people. 250 prisoners. Somehow the capacity swelled to over 1,017, I'm sorry, 1,700 inmates. Shit. Known for its sadistic guards who reportedly doused prisoners in cold water and then forced them to stand outside in freezing temperatures. The now decrepit halls of Eastern State still send shivers down the spine. Oh, God. Dude, you know who else did that? Elizabeth Bathory. Yeah. She would, if she was displeased with one of her handmaidens or servants, she would douse them in water and then kick them out of the castle in the cold, freezing Hungarian winter. Good lord. Naked, of course. (coughs) Well, is there any other way? Oh, 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 absolutely not. (laughs) Exeter, Rhode Island, the Ladd School, and that's (laughs) L-A-D-D. Oh, shit. Yeah. Built in 1908 as a home for the, quote, feeble-minded. The Lad School School is reportedly haunted by the spirit of a young boy who was strangled to death by a mentally ill patient. A team of researchers uh, and the founder of the Lad School, historically, uh, I'm sorry, Historical Society, uh, once visited the building where the supposed murder took place. Upon entering, all their filming equipment stopped at the exact same time. Jeez. Spartanburg, South Carolina, Hell's Gate slash Oakwood Cemetery. Okay, it's called Hell's Gate. Yeah. Let's start there. It's never a good sign when your local cemetery is commonly known as Hell's Gate. Visitors have reported strange activity while visiting this burial ground, including cell phone batteries being drained of power and the sound of laughing children, floating orbs, and a thick white mist. Deadwoods, South Dakota, Bullock Hotel. I have been to Deadwood, South Dakota. Have you been to the Bullock? Uh, probably. What's it look like? Does it have a picture? It doesn't have a picture of the Bullock. I'll look it up. Uh, the Bullock Hotel. This historic hotel in Deadwood, South... Uh, why do I keep saying Carolina? South Dakota is said to be haunted by its namesake, uh, Seth Bullock, the first sheriff of Deadwood. Guests report the smell of his cigar, the sound of his boots in the hallway, and even his reflection in the mirrors. The staff claims a ragtime song is frequently heard coming from the empty piano, and glasses and flatware com- are known, or have been known to fly through the air. Ooh. Adams, Tennessee, Bell Witch Cave. Oh, fuck. Locals say the spirit, you know, you know the Bell Witch. Yeah. Yeah. Locals say the spirit of Kate Batts, B-A-T-T-S, a woman who uh, believed the Bell 
The Bell clan cheated her out of her property, still haunts the cave near the Bell family land. Any object taken from the cave is said to be cursed. Electrical equipment reportedly malfunctions near the cave, and paranormal investigator, investigators have encountered violent forces at the site. Jesus. Jefferson, Texas. Okay. The Grove. Built around 1861, this Greek revival in Jefferson, Texas, is uh, home to several ghosts, most notably the lady in white who first who was first spotted by the owner of the house in the 1990s. Mm-hmm. A staff member later reported the sensation of being watched, and sure enough, when she turned to look, she saw a woman dressed in white heading down the hallway. Ugh. Salt Lake City, Utah. Ah. Westminster College. Getting down to it. A bride and groom had just been married at Gunston Memorial Chapel, near where Westminster College uh, stands today. There, they were set to leave from their honeymoon when a drunk driver smashed their car, smashed into their car, killing the newlyweds. The bride, unable to leave the site of her wedding, apparently still roams the Converse Hall, dressed in a in a white bridal gown. Jesus. Stowe, Vermont, Emily's Bridge. This beautiful covered bridge in uh, Stowe, Vermont, is reportedly the home of a ghost of a girl named Emily who planned to meet her her lover one night under the bridge. When her lover never materialized, she hung herself from the bridge rafters. Commuters crossing the bridge report strange noises, such as the sound of rope tightening. When the vehicle emerges from the other side, they are often covered in scratches. Shit. Virginia Beach, Virginia. Fairy Plantation House. Dating back to 1642... The Fairy Plantation House in Virginia Beach is uh, home to eleven ghosts. Among the residents, I'm sorry, among the resident spirits is a former slave named Sally, a lady in white who perished by falling down the stairs, and the victims of an 1810 uh, shipwreck. The ghost of artist Thomas Williamson also haunts the property. He has been seen at the top of the stairs painting. Lakewood, Washington, Thornwood Castle Inn. This beautiful castle in Lakewood uh, was the location for Stephen King's TV miniseries, Rose Red. Oh, yeah. Built by Chester Thorne as a gift to his bride, Anna, both Mr. and Mrs. Thorne are said to haunt the property that spans 27,000 square feet. Visitors also report seeing a ghostly young boy who reportedly drowned on the property standing on the shore of the lake. Moundville, West Virginia, Moundville, West, uh, I can't say it, Moundville, West Virginia, Virginia. Moundville State Penitentiary. Yeah. This Gothic style prison, um, state prison, uh, visitors are most haunted by the shadow man, the ghost of a maintenance man who allegedly, uh, who was allegedly stabbed to death by inmates for reporting activity to the guards. Interested in meeting the shadowy figure? You're in luck. Tours at Moundsville begin at sundown for the maximum freakout effect. I we know someone that's been to Moundsville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they didn't go on one of the tours. No. They just went on their own. Yeah. And, shit. and he was like, "Yeah, that place is haunted." <laughs> <laughs> Lando Lakes, Wisconsin, Summerwind Mansion, 
Summerwind was built in 1916 and has driven its residents away with terrifying activity ever since. The The apparition of a man reportedly attacked the mansion's original owners. As for the second set of owners, after discovering human remains buried in the crawl space, the family fled, abandoning the house entirely. And finally, Ian, Buffalo, Wyoming, Occidental Hotel. Known as the most haunted place in Wyoming, the Occidental Hotel is haunted by the ghost of a prostitute's daughter who lived on the top floor. Wearing, white, uh, wearing a white dress with long, flowing black hair, her unnerving presence has been known to drive guests screaming from their rooms. Jesus. So, so that's it. If you're looking to get a little, little, little creep out, a little, you know, a little scared, scaredy scared, you know, uh, look no further. You can go ahead and in your own home state, you can check that out. Now, that's just like the most haunted or whatever. You can probably find lists of places more common to you. (coughs) Yeah. Like you, um, you have this book um, that you found that's specifically about like scary and spooky stuff, like in our area yeah. in Southern mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. Um, like, well, it check- stretches from San Francisco all the way down oh, okay. to San Diego, so it's okay. everything in between. So that includes Los Angeles, Orange yeah. County, all that. Mm-hmm. So I, I highly recommend to you folks out there check out check out your bookstore, check out your local bookstore, check out the internet, find out what's going on. In your neck of the woods, and <laughs> thanks, Al. Check it out. <laughs> uh, speaking of our neck of the woods, um, Chewy. Yeah. Today is the final podcast of October. It is. You know what that means? Um, all the spooky stuff has to come to an end. It does, and it means it's the final day that we get to talk about games to play. Oh, okay. so. Chewy and I, uh, as of last year, in the tradition, uh, there's a website called theghostinmymachine.wordpress.com. They have these spooky games they put up every once in a while uh, that are uh, stuff you can play at home. Um, and, uh, you know, they are, you know, do at your own risk because there's a lot of different wacky stuff. Now, a lot of these games involve a lot of different components. Like you have to, like when we read about how a TV, one involved getting uh, your cell phone and all these different things. This one. Involves only one component. Okay. And we could play it right now. Oh, no. I don't want to play it. This, the name of this game is called Tomino's Hell. Tomino's Hell? Yes. I'm going to read. Normally, I just read the instructions, but I'm going to read the entire paragraph about it because I don't think you're going to want to play this game. <clears throat> the instructions for Tomino's Hell are pretty simple. Deceptively so, in fact. They're so simple that it's possible to play this game accidentally. Oh, although shit. I are... Wouldn't recommend putting yourself or anyone else in a position where that might happen if you can help it. The game was apparently once quite popular on Two Channel, and uh, although some who tried it reported that nothing happened, others who mentioned it mentioned that they were going to give it a shot. Never reported back. God. Well, they've never heard. While, while they were never heard from again, remains why they were never heard from again remains to be seen. I'm honestly not totally clear on the origins of Tomino's Hell. Most versions of the story online include background on it, but I've found verifying it to be very iffy. It's said that the poem became known to modern audiences after Japanese writer and film critic Uniko Yomata, known as Goki Yomata, included it in a book published in 1998 called "The Heart Is Like a Rolling Stone." However. 
It's also noted that the poem itself is much older than that, having originally been written by Saji Yaso in a poetry collection published uh, called Sakin, or Gold Dust, in 1919, Sakin being Yaso's 27th uh, collection of poetry. Both, Yo, both Yomata and Yaso are real people. Yomata was born in, uh, in Nishi, Nishiyami, uh, February 20th, 1953, making him 63 now, and Yaso lived between 1892 and 1970. Both also appear to have published the works in question, although honestly I have little trouble with the timeline of Yaso's work. If Yaso was born in 19, 1892 and Sakin published his 27th poetry collection in 1919, that means by that time... That by the time Yasuo was 27 years old, he had published a truly staggering amount of poetry. It's not impossible, but it's unusual. Then again, I don't have background in Japanese literature, and I don't speak Japanese, so it's also possible that there isn't a whole lot of information available about these two writers in the English language. In any event, I would to- I would actually argue that Tomino's Hell is less a game and more like a curse. The object is really not to play it. If you'd like to read the poem, do it in your head rather than out loud. But if you absolutely must read it out loud, play at your own risk. Oh, God. Players. One principle. Requirements. The poem, Tamino's Hell. Okay. Instructions. Recite the poem aloud, in Japanese if possible. The commonly used English translation follows, although an updated version can be found here, and he has a link. Would you like me to read this poem? Uh, Well, I mean, is it like... Doing the thing you put me on the spot last time. Now I'm putting you on the spot. No, should I read this poem? Why? What are you afraid of? Just words. Words don't hurt people. Something bad will happen. I'm going to read it in my head silently, very quickly. So you're just reading the poem. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's pretty metal. That's all you have to do is read the poem out loud. That, but like that's the game. Mm -hmm. You don't. There's no like other thing that you do with it or anything. Nope. Oh, man. Some pretty metal shit in this poem. Okay. Is it long? Yeah. I mean, it's not super long. It's just individual lines, but it's pretty fucking like dark. So, do you like me to read it out loud? Is there more information after the poem? Additional notes. It is yeah. not recommended that this poem be recited aloud. Terrible tragedies end to the, to the dog that steps... <laughs> to the dog that steps of... of what? Terrible tragedies tend to dog the steps of anyone foolish enough to do so until there are no more steps left to dog. So, so all it is is to play this game, you read this poem aloud, and bad shit happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm good not. <laughs> I just read, I read some of it in my head, but I, I didn't repeat any of it verbatim at all. Yeah. Because we're, we're a cowardly and superstitious lot. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, but this has literally scared me the most because you could, like, if, like I, had accent, not, if like, I had yeah. not read any of the instructions and just started reading this poem to you. Yeah. Well, my thing would be, like, I wonder, because it says one principle, I wonder if it's a thing that, like, you would have to be alone, or if, like, if you're in a group of people, right. like, you know, would it have the same right. effect? Right. Um, oh, that's terrifying, dude. <laughs> no, because, like, I've thought about that. I'm like, what if I actually, like, I was talking with someone the other day, and um, they're actually talking about, like, um, they had watched videos of, uh, like, I don't know, it was on YouTube or Reddit or something like that, where um, they were watching people playing one-man hide-and-seek. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I've seen I've done that. And stuff like that. You've done? Oh, I've not done it. Oh, I've yeah. watched people play it. But, like, you know, and it's like you have the whole, like, it's like in some cases, obviously, they're, like, like just 
clearly not following the rules and stuff like that, probably right. to try to make it so it doesn't work. And like, you know, and um, they mentioned, it's like, you know, what's weird is when I was little, I um, was always afraid that I would accidentally play Bloody Mary. Yeah, I did that. Too. I was like, yeah, that too. where like, it's like. You know, because you're like, well, I know what the rules are. I know what needs to be done. I'm in this situation and like if thinking about it, am I doing it? Like, oh, no. What if, you know, like and that's that's what that plays into the whole like it's something you can't control. And I think that like kind of analyzing it a little bit further, I think what makes that scary is just that it's something that's entirely in your control. Yeah. But not entirely in your control at the same time. True. Like, um, it's entirely in your control if you know, if I do this, something bad will happen. Yeah. But it's not in your control in that, you know, it's something so simple that you may not think like, oh, well, what are the, uh, like, what's what's the result of what I'm doing right now? Exactly. You know, and like, I don't know, that weirds me out. Um, okay, I'm going to stop. About, I don't even know the poem, and I, I'm like, no, I need to move on from curiosity's it. He's gonna kill the cat. You're gonna go yeah. there later and read. I'm it gonna read. Head. I'm gonna read you another game. Okay. Gonna, this is the spooky episode. So I told everyone we're doing a spooky episode, so we gotta make it spooky. Yeah. Okay. So double game, or maybe I don't know. We'll see. <clears throat> this game is called Bed of Sorrow. Oh. fuck. Uh, you just had to get me back. Couldn't let me win this month, could you? Well, no, no, no. It's, it's, not, it's just like, you know, I, I feel like, like yes, that's terrifying. But it was also like kind of quick because of you know, <laughs> us not reading the poem. So we'll, we'll add some more spookiness into this episode here. Um, the phrase, bread, the bed of sorrow, bread of sorrow, bed of sorrow appears in literature throughout history. It's more or less interchangeable with the word sick bed, uh, although sometimes. Yo, dude, sick bed. <laughs> although it may uh, also be referred to as a bed of languishing. No doubt the most interesting occurrence, however, is the biblical one. The, f- the phrase bed of sorrow appears in Psalm 40 of the. Uh, oh, man, I can't say this. Douay Rhymes, uh, Rhymes Bible. Um the version printed in the 16th and uh, late 16th and early 17th centuries in England uh, as an effort to uphold Catholic tradition in the face of an ongoing Protestant Reformation with uh, the verse 4 reading, Lord, help him on his bed of sorrow. Thou hast, uh, thou hast turned all his couch in his sickness. Um, was somewhat puzzlingly, though uh, most other versions of the Bible feature the phrase's analog verse in 3 of uh, Psalm 41 in the King James Bible, uh, for instance. I love that band. <laughs> for uh, <laughs> Psalm, 40, <laughs> Psalm 41, 3 reads, The Lord will strengthen up, uh, him upon his bed of languishing. Um, thou wilt make all his bed in sickness, in his sickness. Um, what I found most notable about the 
different forms of the phrase is the way languishing bridges the gap between sick and sorrow. The Oxford dictionaries offer both loose or lack vitality, uh, grow weak or feeble, which implies sickness, and the pine with love or grief implies sorrow. As definitions uh, for the verb to languish, uh, so it's not hard to see how someone might interpret it that way, uh, while someone else might read it as another way. The bed of sorrow ritual seems to bridge that gap, describing the titular place of uh, repose as having been used by, quote, a poor soul who would weep day and night into the sheets, unable to be consoled as they withered away in that bed. That is, the pain of mental and emotional grief uh, became the pain of physical illness, which eventually resulted in death. The ritual then notes, even once that the uh, departed soul's body had been removed from their bed and given a burial, the piece of furniture remained there forever, imbued with the sorrow to which it bore witness. It might therefore, quote, exhibit unnatural properties such as white sheets being placed upon it, turning red. Furthermore, a feeling of continual dread might const, uh, constantly or continually hover o around it. Unlike some of the rituals that we have discussed in the most dangerous games, this one does have a point. If you're successful, you'll experience seven glorious days of worry-free bliss. However, the stakes are rather high should this ritual fail. So it's up to you to decide whether a mere week's worth of goodwill is worth it. As always, play at your own risk. Oh, God. Players, one principle. Requirements, one principle. That's it? Instructions. <laughs> no bed? <laughs> Instructions. Find an abandoned house. Enter it, although note that you do so at your own risk. With both with regards to the ritual and with regards of legality of breaking uh, and entering, it is not recommended or condoned that you illegally enter a building in order to perform this ritual. Two, search for a room with a red door. Should you attempt to open it, the door must appear to be locked. Note, if you, f if you do not find a room with a red door, or you find a red door that is unlocked, leave. This house is not for you. Three, knock twice on the door, then attempt to open it again. If it remains locked, do not proceed. Leave the house and do not return. If it opens, you may enter. You will find the room windowless and the only object within it a bed. The bed will be placed in the middle of the room and it will be made with red sheets. God. Proceed to step four. At this point, you must make your choice. You may leave the room or you may stay, uh, or you may stay, close the red and close the red door behind you. Should you choose to leave the room, you may do so safely. You will experience no ill effects so long as you do not return to that house ever again, ever. Should you choose to stay and close the door behind you, uh, 
You must cross to the bed. You must lie down upon it. Do not slide under the sheets. Instead, rest your bones on top of them. Proceed to step five. Oh, God. Close your eyes and hold still. You may experience any or all of the following. The sounds of weeping, a heavy knocking upon the door, the shaking of the bed. No matter what happens, do not move. Six. If you have completed step five correctly, the room will eventually go silent and a voice may whisper from the darkness three words and three words only. It is done. Oh, God. Seven. The moment you hear these words, open your eyes, rise from the bed and leave the room. Close the door behind you. Do not look back. Do not speak to anyone or anything. Eight, leave the house. Do not look back. Do not speak to anyone or anything. Nine, go home. Do not look back. Do not speak to anyone or anything. Ten, the moment you arrive home, go to bed and sleep. Eleven, if you have successfully completed the ritual, any doubt, grief, or sadness that you may have been experiencing will have vanished upon waking. You will remain worry-free for up to seven days. Congratulations. (laughs) Additional notes. Oh, God. (laughs) Failing to complete any of the ritual steps will result in an overall failure condition. In the event of a failure, your pain will not vanish. Rather, it will increase tenfold with each passing day until you successfully complete each and every step. Uh, Go back and do it again? Oh, God. But be warned. You might not realize that you've failed until it's too late. And should you need to return to the room with the red door and complete the steps you have missed, well, it may not be where you left it. Oh, God damn. So that's Never. That's a bed of sorrow. Never. <laughs> hey, at least with this one, like they're saying, there's, you know, quote, like a point to it in the sense that, like, you know, it's like there's an upside, <laughs> you know, potential that's true. to it. Rather than just read this poem and, and fuck uh, yourself forever. <laughs> you know, like, but like, oh, man, that's creepy, dude. That's creepy shit. Know. Is there is there another game that you got? Do we, no, you know, no, I'm there? I'm I'm ready. <laughs> you're ready. I'm ready to go into the darkness. You're ready to go into the darkness. Does that yes. mean you're tired? <laughs> Maybe I should find a bed Ooh. in a red in a room with a red door. You already know how much fucking red doors spook me out anyway. Single lit red doors. Oh god, are you gonna do one more? Oh, I found god, one. Know, it's a little bit one? lengthy though. <sighs> All right, it's Halloween. Just read it, and then we'll go home (laughs) and sleep. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Okay. This one is called Lady Spades. Oh, God. Um, All right. The current prevailing version of Lady Spades hails from Redditor Jazzy Fingers uh, as the Three Kings subreddit. Um, 
It may also be referred to as the Queen of Spades or Dama Pica. Um, it is similar to Bloody Mary in that the ritual involves calling up a woman or at least something that looks like a woman in a mirror. Unlike Bloody Mary, however, unsuccessful un- unsummoning of Lady Spades grants you the chance to make a wish for a price, of course. There used to be a variation in this game call, uh, on a creepypasta wicca, um, wicca called, although it is, it appears that the page was deleted in September of 2015. I'm unclear on the reason for its deletion, but as I recall, the story uh, as it stood wasn't particularly well written, so maybe it was a QA kind of thing. That particular version involved multiple participants uh, to see it in action head here, and there's a link. I'm not going to do that. We're just going to go with this one here. <laughs> um, but this is, you can get it on the the ghostinmymachine.wordpress.com. Um for what it's worth, the famed Russian writer Alexander Pushkin uh, wrote a short story called The Queen of Spades in 1833, later publishing it in 1834. It, too, involves a game of cards, although it's more uh, more a game of chance than w- the one seen here. Either way, though, play at your own risk. <clears throat> All right. You ready? Yeah, let's do this. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Players, one principle. Hello. Requirements. <laughs> <laughs> Requirements. A candle. Bing. Matches or a lighter. <laughs> Lipstick, preferably mm-hmm. red, although other colors may also be acceptable. A quiet, dark room. Mm-hmm. A mirror. Mm-hmm. The mirror may be a fixture of the room, uh-huh. such as a bathroom mirror. The queen of spades. Pulled from a deck of cards. Instructions. The summoning. Oh, God. One. Begin at midnight. Of course. Two. Enter the quiet, dark room. Make sure all of the lights are off. Three. Place the candle in front of the mirror and light it with your matches or lighter. Four. Using the lipstick. Right lady spades on the mirror then hold the queen of spades in your hand such that she is facing the mirror five close your eyes empty your mind relax as much as you are able then repeat the words lady spades appear out loud seven times keep your eyes closed and call up the image of lady spades in your mind she will be dressed in black with eyes to match. Oh, God. And although her smile can melt even the coldest of hearts, Ugh. her face will be mangled and scarred. Ugh. Do not panic if you hear a woman's voice or laughter or the echo of footsteps nearby. These sounds indicate a successful summoning. Seven, open your eyes. All right, so that's the summoning phase. Oh, God. All right. Now the next phase, the wishing. Oh, God. One, if you if upon opening your eyes, any of the following occur, do not proceed. The candle's out. The card is facing you. The card is missing. You see a woman in the mirror with her hands pressed up against it. Two, 
Should any of these occurrences be observed, immediately enact the appropriate ending for the situation as indicated below. If, however, you open your eyes and see a woman in the mirror with her hands by her sides, you may proceed. Three, state your wish to the woman. State uh, Four, no matter what happens next, do not break eye contact with her. If you do, immediately act the appropriate ending for your situation as oh, indicated God. below. It's like 58 endings. Five. If she decides to grant your wish, she will smile at you and say yes. All right, ending phase. Yeah. One, if the ritual is successful, say the words, Lady Spades, disappear. Then wipe her name from the mirror, blow out the candle, turn the lights on, burn the Queen of Spades card into ash as soon as possible. Your wish should come true shortly. Hey, a burger. <laughs> there you go. Oh, rad. That's how we do it. We like micro machines. <laughs> oh, cool. A power wheels. <laughs> Here, I'm knocking the door. Somebody order a power wheels from Amazon? <gasps> Spades. L Spades is what the name L on the Spades. shipping address is. <laughs> Santos L Halper. Yeah. Um, two. If the ritual is unsuccessful. Oh, no power wheels. Proceed as directed for each situation. If you open your eyes and the candle has gone out, relight it as quickly as possible. Say the words, Lady Spades, disappear. Wipe her name from the mirror. Blow out the candle and turn on the lights. Burn the Queen of Spades immediately. If you open your eyes and the card is facing you rather than the mirror, rip the card in half. Say the words, Lady Spades, disappear. Wipe her name from the mirror, blow out the candle, turn on the lights, burn the pieces of the Queen of Spades immediately. If you open your eyes and the card is missing, break the mirror, turn on the lights, attempt to locate the card in the room. If you find it, burn it. If you don't, leave it and vacate the premises immediately. If you open your eyes and the woman's hands are pressed against the mirror. That was the most terrifying one. Yeah. Uh, is it, I'm sorry, I'm so, so sorry? What? Is it, what was, if, if you open your eyes and the woman's oh. hands are pressed against the mirror, I'm sorry, I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> if, if you open the eyes, if you open your eyes and the woman's hands are pressed against the mirror, break the mirror immediately, vacate the premises, and burn the card. If you fail to maintain eye contact, break the mirror immediately, vacate the premises, and burn the card. If she declines to grant your wish, break the mirror, blow out the candle, burn the card, hope for the best. <laughs> hope for the best. And finally, the most important thing here in the ending is do not attempt the ritual again, ever. Uh, it may be a pretty important wish then. Additional notes. If you open your eyes during the summoning and everything is normal, save for the mirror being empty or the absence of voices, laughter, footsteps, the ritual has failed. There are no negative consequences for the ritual failing in this manner. However, it's still a good idea to repeat the words, Lady Spades, disappear, and wipe the mirror clean, blow out the candle, and turn on the lights. Burn the card at your soonest convenience. 
Do not attempt to end the game between the statement of your wish and the woman's response. She doesn't like being interrupted. Lady Spades has a habit of sticking around, even if the ritual is a success. It comes with a price. Story time. Oh, no. (laughs) Once upon a time, a young woman moved to a village in Eastern Europe from somewhere no one had ever heard of. Extraordinarily beautiful, she received rather a lot of attention from the men in town. It was said that her smile could melt the heart of anyone upon whom she had bestowed it. She dressed in all black, earning her nick- uh, earning her the nickname Lady Spades, thanks to her resemblance of the playing card of the same name. But her beauty was also her undoing. Brother turned upon brother, father against son, friend against lifelong friend, all in the name of winning just one single smile from her. The women turned against her too, blaming her for seizing the attention of their husbands and sweethearts. In an effort to save their village, the elders decided that there was only one solution. She must be removed from the equation. An angry mob descended upon her house and found her brushing her hair before the mirror. The mob beat her savagely, tearing her beautiful face to shreds. Then they left her to die with only her mirror and her own ravaged visage Jesus. for company. For three days she wept, her cries echoing through the village, until finally silence fell. But with her last breath, she cursed anyone who dared say her name in front of a mirror. If you're polite, she will make your fondest wish come true. But you don't want to know what happens if you are impolite. And whatever you do, do not let her out of the mirror. So that's Lady Space. <laughs> and that's Halloween. Happy uh, Halloween. Ian, um, real quick before yes. we wrap up here. We might have discussed some of this stuff here in the past or anything like that, but just to make it a little bit more personal here. You have any uh, scary or spooky stories or of yourself or your family or anything that you'd like to regale the listeners with? I think I've shared them all, man. I yeah. think I've shared them all. Nothing spooky is spooky scary has happened to me in the past uh, past year or so. Uh not not really uh that I that I can think of. Okay. I um I might have shared this one before, but I'll share it again just cuz I think it's kind of creepy. So my grandma, my one grandma on my dad's side she, um, she's pretty much like being the type of person that's been like, like there's weird sounds and I see, you know, figures and stuff like that, like in, in her home, mm-hmm. um, for a long time now, um, that's kind of been a thing. And a lot of times, you know, it's just stuff like she'll hear like a little, like a little tapping noise like uh-huh. that or whatever. And, um, you know, she'll be like, oh, yeah, it's a ghost or whatever. And, I mean, obviously, I'm not there when it happens. I don't experience yeah. it, too. But sometimes it's just like, well, it's just like a little noise. Yeah. And just Stop whatever. worrying about it. <laughs> well, this thing, she doesn't worry about it. 
She doesn't stress out about any of that stuff or whatever. But um, apparently this has kind of been happening like a little because there's been other times where she's said things. And I mean, assuming that my grandma isn't intentionally lying to me. Right. <laughs> you know, like I'm like, I don't know how you would explain that. So in that one apartment. Right. Yeah. Um, she one time said, you know, that the, the her coffee mug moved across the counter. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit! And one time, my dad and I were there, and um, he was drinking a cup of coffee, sat uh-huh. down on the counter, and it moved oh. right there in front of our eyes. And then he picks it up, right, and we're looking at it, and we're like, okay. And he like puts it back where it was, and it slides. And then you like put it somewhere else; it doesn't do anything. And it's because like something with the condensation or whatever yeah, yeah, built yeah. up, and it's just kind of like it's not slightly, it's not fully level, so it just kind of slides. Yeah, you know. So we're like, oh, that's all it was, Grandma. And she's like, no, well, you know, we're like, okay, well, that's what it was. So that's to kind of give you the idea. Sometimes we're like, oh, it's just this or that, and she says something else. Um, she told me um a couple of stories when um about like when she was growing up. So one was her, it was her and I think her cousin. And she was, I don't know, like somewhere between like five to eight years old or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, her mom used to go work in town. It was back in Guatemala. Uh-huh. Um, and they lived kind of like in a little village, you know, out in the countryside and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, there was this rail, there's like a railroad tracks that like ran through that basically you just walk along the railroad tracks and you get to the city. It's like the quickest way to just get there. Yeah. Um, so usually what would happen is they would go and like, you know, around whatever time that, that uh, her mom should be getting off, her cousin would take her and they would go stand kind of like where the railroad kind of leaves the city or yeah, leaves yeah. the town mm-hmm. and just kind of wait for um, wait for her mom. And um, usually her mom would be like, you know, carrying stuff um, like on her head, you know, like yeah, yeah. you see you know, and stuff. Um, and so she'd usually go and run over, mom, you're home, you know, yeah, and like yeah. mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, so they're waiting one time and she, um, you know, they, they don't see anything. It's been a little bit. And, um, she sees, she's like, Oh, I saw my mom coming towards us, but she was still like kind of far away. But, you know, I could see like her shadow, you know, or like her silhouette or whatever, kind of coming towards us. You know, and um, she was she was there. And she's like, the weird thing was, though, it felt like she never got closer. It felt like we were, like, looking in that direction. I could see her coming towards us for, like, five minutes, and she never got any closer. So she's like, I started getting really restless, and, like, you know, like, it was already, like, later than usual. And she was, you know, fidgeting and, you know, telling her cousin, like how come my mom's not coming and she's not coming and she's not coming. And, you know, he's like, she'll be here. Don't worry. She'll be here. And then, you know, eventually she's like, no, but like, she's, she's like there, but she's not coming. Why is she standing over there? Why is she coming? He's like, what are you talking about? And then she's like, she's over there. She's coming. She's walking towards, she's walking to us, but she's not coming here. 
you know, and then like he's just like, there's no one over there. What are you talking about? You know, he's just dead set. Like, there's no one over there. What are you looking at? You know, and she's dead set that there's someone there. That's yeah. Gonna continue, you know, and so after a couple minutes of arguing, he's like, look, there's no one there. And then, you know, and it's like, OK, so they started to walk back. You know, he's like, well, she's probably going to be late. So let's go back. Let's go get dinner on. So they're walking back, you know, and as they're getting closer to their house, uh, like a cab pulls up, you know, and her mom gets out uh-huh. and, well, hey, you know, and she's like, she was mad at her mom, you know, like, how come you weren't coming? How come you were like letting us wait there. She's like, Oh, I had, you know, I worked late and I didn't want to walk. Like when it started to get dark. So I, I took a cab and she's like, no, but you were walking there. You were tricking us. You know, you were like, she was like mad. Cause she's like, why are you doing that to us? And she's like, I didn't walk. I took the taxi here. I took the cab, you know? And, yeah. and so that was like one of the, I, her earliest memories she had of something weird, uh-huh. you know? Um, but that's not the one that freaked me out the most. The one that freaked me out the most, I didn't get a whole lot of details. It was more of just like a thing that happened. Um, when she was more like a teenager, right? She was, um, at her friend's house and they were getting ready. They were going to like go out or something like that. They were going to go into town. So she's over at her friend's house. And, you know, they're all getting ready or whatever. And she's like, I'm going to go brush my hair real quick. Mm -hmm. So she goes, like, into, like, the little bathroom area where there's, like, the mirror there. And she starts brushing her hair, right? Mm -hmm. So she's got her, like, both her hands up, you know, like, brushing her hair and stuff like that, you know. Uh And, you know, her left hand is here on the left side of her head. Her right hand's brushing her hair. And... Through the hair, she like feels like she 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 said, "I thought my friend came up to me and grabbed my head." Uh huh. And she looked and didn't see anyone, and she said, "Okay, whatever." And she kept brushing her hair, and then she said she saw a hand like come up behind her head, like the fingers kind of come through the hair a little bit, uh-huh. and she felt the. F- the five fingers on her head. Oh God damn. And she saw it in the mirror. She saw that like the fingers and hand, that's all she saw. She didn't see anything else. Oh God. So she's just like, I dropped the hairbrush. I ran out of there and I never went back to my friend's house again. Oh, you know, God. and like that's bone chilling. <laughs> yeah. Just like you see a third hand and you feel a third hand yeah. out of nowhere. And so, yeah, that's, uh, that's fucking terrifying. Some, some creepy shit out there sometimes. Happy Halloween. Talk to your grandparents. <laughs> Have um, some fun. So, uh, thank you guys so much for joining us for our special Halloween spooktacular. Uh, this is something we enjoy doing every year. We love the Halloween season. So, uh, we advise you because this episode's coming out on Halloween. Have a safe Halloween. Drive safe. Um, have spooky, good fun. Um, do something yes. scary. Scare the shit out of some children, but don't harm them physically. Yeah. Um, check your kids' candy for poison. And uh, have a good Halloween. Happy Halloween. And I'm in all praise be to the Dark Lord Kramdar. Save us, Jesus Christ, from our terrible, horrible sins. As always, as always, 
keep that face because you never know when it'll end up scarred and disfigured in someone else's mirror. Yeah, I don't. While they're taking a selfie. Ah! This is done. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.